For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is the last minute blues podcast uh, jeff jamie donnie uh, here to talk about hockey and whatever else uh comes across our minds which god only knows what that could be on a wednesday gentlemen how we doing what's going on very 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 good jamie yourself doing good over there good yeah good great Oh, boy. That sounds a little sarcastic. sarcastic there. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Spring is kicking my ass right now. That's all. Oh, you got the allergies? No, no, oh. no, no, no. No. Get rid of that. What's what, what what's going on with the spring? No, just lots of stuff going on. Oh, okay. Family activities just and the time of the year. Earlier every day. And then we've got hockey stuff and then radio stuff and then back on the ice for hockey and get home at 10 o'clock at night and then rinse, repeat. It's just, right. That's all. We're but good. Let's, 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 I mean, pulling the curtain back when you are doing all that, let's go ahead and say your lovely wife is just sitting at home doing nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. In <laughs> fact, zero. today I believe there's a pedicure, a manicure, and a massage scheduled. So she's busy. Yeah. I, w- I would just like to say that I am not a part of this particular part of the conversation <laughs> whatsoever. I want no part of this. Hey, man, let me ask you this. So, like, legitimately we've been doing this for over a year now we all dude you are always moving like always doing something always talking about the next thing so like legit i mean this is an honest question when do you get time to like have like some jamie time to where you can keep yourself from going insane or do you just kind of save it up and then do a vacation like how do you keep yourself from going nuts man because there still has to be a balance like this even for a guy like you that's used to doing a lot of things what is this Jamie time you speak of? Ah, I got that too. I get it. <laughs> I haven't had a, I haven't had a holiday or a vacation since I retired. Really? Yeah, that's true. So it's been wow. a 10 years of just grinding it out. And yeah. got, I have to because, you know, in season, I have all the hockey stuff. My, my boys played hockey, all this stuff. And then off season is prime time for hockey camps and skill development. So kids are out of school, got to keep the business going, and then – soon as that's done, well, guess what? We're back in school again, so the kids are back in their own things. So there is no break. This is, You know what? This is crazy. It's a very American thing to say, but growing up, it was I played hockey in the winter. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That, that was I it. mean, it was broken down by seasons, yeah. literally, here if you lived here. Right, especially because uh. if you wanted to play ice hockey, you know, most of the ponds in the summer around here are not, they're, they're, they're not solid <laughs> enough. Um, Learn that the wrong way. Try to skate. <laughs> right. Learn that the wrong way. Miss you, Steve. <laughs> uh, but also, back then, there was maybe a sheet of ice somewhere, like maybe Afton, and that's Afton it. Afton used that to try. Sort of thing. Yeah. Or Brentwood, maybe. Well, this is even before Brentwood. Uh, oh, okay, because I, I was going to say it's about. very few and far between. Because I know the rink out in Noco, like in the spring and summer, it it was not even. I mean, they didn't even try to make it a hockey rink. No. You know what I'm saying? It, it was like too for much camp money or to keep it refrigerated yeah. in the summer. Now yeah. we've got a lot of rinks in town. They stay open for the simple fact of 
it's money that they can make. It's business that they can create, and it's companies like mine that fill the rink all summer. Yeah, and back in the day, Afton was like its own continent inside. There was so cold. What? It was like Antarctica two when you walked into Afton. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm sorry, this is a very dumb question that I can ask off, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask anyway. So, like, with Just the advent one? of technology, <laughs> oh god, I deserve that. With the advent of technology, like, is the ice quality? really good during the summer is there any issue with that i mean because obviously that was a big thing back in the day i wonder if it is so much anymore yeah it depends on the rink obviously the newer rinks are more equipped for it they've got better generators and and humidifiers and all that stuff and you don't even know the difference Uh, a couple of the older rinks you know there's days where you can tell it's a little soft and Mm -hmm. better, better make sure your practice doesn't have a lot of like hard turns and that you'd be down to the concrete and then doesn't do your camp or your week any good, and it screws over the building, too. And so we always try to have a good partnership with the building, make sure that we're taking care of the ice for them at the same time, and that when we're in the building, that things get picked up, there's not trash everywhere, rooms are cleaned. We want to be low maintenance when we go in there so that the rinks are like, you know what? We really like having these guys in here, and then they they do favors for you, whether it's a little bit of a break on the bill, whether it's making sure you get that week that you want or those three weeks that you want and telling somebody else they can't come in there during that week, whatever it is. it's You guys know through anything. If you enjoy doing business with somebody, then you'll want to – go out of your way to keep that business. Yeah. Do you do, you do training? A couple of questions. Do you do training with the, with whatever age group with a, on a dry shave at all? No, on never. the ice. Never. never. Okay. Cause I used to do that. Not like, Oh, let's do dry. But like for, I had friends who helped run the, the Chesterfield, the Hardy's ice complex. Yeah. And every once in a while, it'd just be a dry shave and they would leave it out there and they would let us go out there and skate. And man, you get some confidence when you're out there uh, skating on the dry shave. For yeah. Sure. I don't know what that is. That just means it's a, it's a, well, explain it. it well, with the Zamboni or the, the ice resurfacer, because there's Olympias now, there's all sorts of different ones. I'll just call it a Zamboni, make it nice and easy. They have these little blades that shave the top of the ice. So what happens is they, they shave the ice down as they go, and then they have the, um, the, uh, the, what the heck is that? The conditioner, they call it, the big flap in back that looks like it's laying water, but it's not. What happens is the water's coming up and through that to the ice, and it's spreading it out levelly to fill all the cracks. When you dry shave it, there's no water involved. You don't have the water on it at all, so you're just shaving that top layer of ice off, letting it sit and harden before you do it again. I'll be it's a real, it's a confidence builder, that's for sure. Well, the ice is <laughs> kind of, you get on the regular ice, like, oh yeah, that's right. It's it's kind of a dry feeling, like uh, not dry, sticky kind of like you get up there and you're skating. It's like just a different feel. Yeah. It doesn't feel to me. It's not a fast surface. And it's not one for, like, the stuff I do. Yeah. It's not for the skills because, obviously, you want the puck to move like it's supposed to move. Whether it's stick handling, passing, or shooting, you don't have a a puck that feels like it's, like, sticking to the surface. Right. And the other question I had, because I was thinking about this with the the old rinks and stuff like that and the time that you retired – 10-ish years ago? Yeah, about 10 years about ago. About 10 years yeah. ago. Did you get the guys asking you to play in beer leagues and <laughs> men's oh, leagues God. and stuff like that? You've got to get that invitation still now. And no. do you ever... Uh, and no, by the way, you are don't? you open to it? Because I'm putting a team together. <laughs> okay, so. I was going to say, we need a ringer on and Friday nights. Do you have Basson's number? <laughs> okay. So a couple of stories here. Uh, one in particular to do with beer league hockey is uh, our friend Jim Campbell and I used to play for a beer league team here in St. Louis um, out of season. So in the summertime, we'd play with these guys. We're in the NHL, okay? And it, it was Corwin's. Remember Corwin's Bar down in Brentwood area? 100%. It was like right across the street from O.B. Clark. Yep. Okay. okay. Good bunch of dudes. Great St. Louis guys. We go out there and I was like, this is fun. 
You know, we played at Brentwood, and I'd go out there, make some plays, make some passes, and try to make let the guys score. You know, play hard for them because our team wanted to win, but not score a goal all the time right. or even try for that. Well, Jimmy Campbell didn't get that memo. <laughs> As Jimmy rolls his eyes and looks away from the microphone. Anybody who knows Soupy here in St. Louis or the legend of Jim Campbell, um, he would come down the wing and just let a clapper go, like a hundred mile an hour clapper, like off the bar and in. And the poor dude in the net, like he's got a, he's an accountant by right. day. Sure, like he's yeah. got kids, yeah. man. He's got a wife and kids and he's horrified. So the next time Soupy comes down, he rips one the other side, like... And it would you, listen if you're not a if I was playing pro uh, basketball against LeBron James. Oh, that's a bit heavy. But against a pro basketball player, I would be really frustrated doing that because it's not fair, right? And it wouldn't be fun. And the only thing that can happen is that someone gets angry. And so it happened a few times, and I was like, "Soupy, come on, just don't score. Just pass it to somebody else." Right. You know, I'm like, like don't. Well, what the hell am I out here for then? Yeah. We don't know either, Jim. <laughs> so fast forward to, we play through the season. We're in this playoff thing at the Brentwood Ice Rink. And Soupy goes down the first few shifts. So we're playing a bunch of college kids this time. So they're they're able. It doesn't mean they're great, but they're physically able to kind of get around from A to B. And so it's got a little more pace to the game. And they know who Jimmy and I are. Um, so this it's elevated, right? That's like... I'm not sounding like an ass here, but this is their Stanley Cup. If they right. can beat our team, they beat two NHLers. Dude, of course. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't blame them. Trust yeah. me. Go back to the basketball game. If I knew there were two NBA players on the other side, and I had a chance to win a basketball game, I want to drink beer later and brag about it. Right, yeah. 100%. And so these college guys were playing hard. And I could see it evolving, and a couple of guys kind of bumped me a little bit, and I give them a whack with a stick, and give them a warning shot, and I tell them, hey, that's a warning. Like, do that again, I'm going to rip your head off, basically. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Campbell goes down the boards. He goes right past a dude, and the guy, like, sticks out his knee on oh, Jimmy. Oh, baby. And so <laughs> flips him over. I'm sitting on the bench at this time. I come off the bench because I've seen enough. As is your brand. Mm, and, <laughs> and Jimmy, well, Jimmy's not going to do anything. No. Right? So, so I come flying off the bench and uh, grab the individual and... Um, Educate him on why he should not do that right, yeah. uh, to anybody, let alone my teammate who's in the NHL with me and one of my best friends. And all hell breaks loose. Then the goalie comes out and tries to jump into the fight because apparently it was one-sided. And then I grab the goalie and um, to argue with him. We'll call right, it argue sure, yeah. with him. And then there's other two players fighting behind me. And the referee comes over and like tries to grab me, and uh, apparently I was uh, I was seeing I had the thousand yard stare, sure. I guess. Yeah, uh, and I told the ref that if he touched me again, he was next. <laughs> um, oh my goodness! Yeah, and was, the two of you are still active in the NHL. Well, I'm under contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so uh, I finally come to my senses. I'm like, this is just ludicrous, and so grab some of the guys, go off, and we're done with the game, and. We show up the next game. We end up winning that game. <laughs> Crazy it is. So we sh- show up for the final game. I walk through the doors into the building. And the guy comes up to me and he's like, uh, Mr. Rivers, uh, you can't play tonight. I'm like, what? It's my team right there. What are you talking about? Even in beer league, you're scratched. <laughs> he's like, oh, God. He's like, uh, I-, I hate to be the only one to tell you this, but. Uh, you've been added to the blacklist. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm like, oh. what? 
blacklist. He goes, yeah, those are players who are no longer allowed to play here at oh Brentwood. My gosh. I go, do you know what happened out there? And he was like, yeah, I understand. I heard everything. He goes, the only problem we had uh, at the end of it was, well, one, you coming off the bench to beat up a guy <laughs> right. um, that is, you know, probably, uh, I don't know, the cart guy at Home Depot. Sure. Uh, and two, when you grabbed the referee by the collar of his shirt and told him that he was next. He said, uh, "That's that's that was kind of the end of it yeah, for he, you. He quit. The ref quit. Yeah, he's therapy. <laughs> um, so that was my beer league experience. But this is this gets better. We go back. It gets better. Oh yeah, we go back. You know, we go. I, I never go back to that. Right? I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done with the the BHL is what they called it. Uh-huh. And uh, I go back with my daughter for like a birthday party, my oldest one, a skating party way back when. I walk in the building. The same dude is working there. Oh, God. Dude, he tells me I'm still on the list. Oh, no. I'm like, do you know how long ago that was? He's like, I know this is stupid. He goes, you can... You can stand over on the side. He's like, I can't let you get on the ice. I'm like, it's a kid's birthday party. He's like, I know, but rules are rules. What about Campbell? Did he get banned too? No, no, of course not. No, he's going bar down twice. He's he's still going bar down on those guys. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, fast forward again. I end up uh, scheduling my camps at Brentwood. This is a long time later now, and the same guy still works there. And I walked in. I went, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So your camps are there, but you can't go in, uh, No, he goes, I took you off the list. <laughs> Statute awesome. of limitations. So right? I, I, that was the last time I played like regular beer league hockey. Like, I get it. People want to play well against us, but the problem is they get too fired up. And right. it's like you poke the bear a little too much, and then we get angry and it just escalates. So the best thing we do now is the alumni get together three times a week. And we have a team in town, a bunch of guys, not a team, a whole bunch of dudes that are awesome dudes that get it, that played hockey at some level and understand that we're not out there trying to win the Stanley Cup. And we play out at Centene uh, Monday morning, Wednesday afternoon, Friday mornings. Um, alumni against them. Uh, the, we used to call them the Washington Generals. Right. Because we thumped them every single time. But they've gotten younger. Though all the guys we used to beat before, they had they had kids, <laughs> and apparently they've been training their kids for years to beat the alumni. And oh. so we have some good games back and forth. But then we all usually, you know, you get back into the room, have a couple of beers, and it's there's no shower fights, out, there's shower no, together, have yeah, a couple of beers. wash each other's backs. Yeah. Jeff, stop it. What I actually this is going to be uh, very surprising to you guys. I know. I actually started a fight uh, at spinning wheels once. Wow! Um, Not at wheels, but it wasn't. It was, but, it was, was it a ball bearing? Here, let, me, let me let me give you let me give you the reason why. <laughs> because there was a dude, and I think I told you guys this. There was a guy that tried to play against us that was on the Vipers. Right, like yeah. the Vipers were a thing at that. Okay, time. so there you go. You lived it. You lived. Yeah, dude. it's the same thing. So same I got, thing. dude. I got so tired of watching this guy freaking skate figure eights, freaking around everyone. It was so ludicrous that he was even out there. Wait a minute. Was he number ten? And did he just? Say he played for the Vipers because it could have been Jimmy <laughs> Campbell. It could have been Soup. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 right-handed no. shot. Half no. skates, will travel. But so anyway, I like I I, I two-handed this guy because I was tired of it. And then as we were as we were going down this one side that doesn't have a barricade, he just dumped me out like like into the thing. And then like 
he starts cussing at me, and then I start cussing back, even though this guy was going to kill me. So that was about the last time that that, that 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 happened. I just I get a streak in me when I'm when I'm playing sports, man. I'm, it's not a, probably a good one. And as you're as you're uh, painting the picture of spinning wheels, keep in mind he said that the the barrier didn't go all the way around the rink. <laughs> no, because <laughs> it's a, because it's a, because it's a skating rink. So right, like so right. it's like you know, and then, so you can like get on the thing or what, or you know, you could get on the floor or whatever. Yeah, sure. But you know what? But, but even aside of all of that. I really just miss I just miss doing that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like all the guys are scattered that I used to play with in different parts of the country and all that. But it was just the best time. I love still to do just the stick and puck. Like across the street here at Creefcore, they do stick and puck. And I've done that a couple of times. And I've gone to Kirkwood a couple of times and done it. And my whole thing is I just want to go out there and have a puck and shoot on a net. And if a goalie comes, they don't pay and you shoot on them. Yeah. It, it's an hour and a half. I probably last an hour most of the time. And then I'm done. But the times that you go and it's like, all right, let's choose up teams and play. And then you look over and you see the dude that's 20 years younger than you that's still wearing his old CBC high school <laughs> pants. Like, you're on my team for sure, right? Because I have I have cut-off sweatpants on, right. you know, And uh, but it's still so much fun to get out and play. It really is. Quick uh, Jimmy Campbell story, just real fast. Oh, boy. Uh, somebody one time said that all he does is talks about his businesses like, hey, Jimmy is a ghost unless it's something about his place. If you, you know, can promote it for him, right? Yesterday, I think it was on on the Riz show, we were talking about, hey, if you don't, if you weren't in radio, what would you do? And I said something like, I would love to just own a neighborhood bar, a little bitty, you know, 50-person bar, something like the guy are in, something like that, which Jimmy owns. Today or yes, last night, I got a text from him and, you know, all the stuff, the health stuff I'm going through. Like, oh, Jimmy Campbell texted me. Uh, texted I guarantee me. it's like, hey, keep talking about the guy are in. Thanks for the shout out of the guy are in. <laughs> Guest bartender. Yeah, he said he would be a guest bartender. I love that man. <laughs> would he come in on here? Of course he would. Would he tell stories like you and answer questions like you? I, yeah, he's got some funny stories, too, from playing over in Europe that, that are quite sensational. And also, too, we would get some Jamie Rivers stories yeah, from somebody else. No, I like exist. the prospect of yeah, that. that is, why, is it, why are you doing the double bird? Yeah. Why is that, uh, no. No. They don't exist. No. They, don't. they don't exist. They don't exist. Man, why you got to lie, Craig? Why you got to lie? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those stories went with the bodies. All right, so real, real quickly, Blues are supposed to play Colorado tonight, but uh-huh. Colorado has had a, a, a COVID uh, positive test in their locker room. So that could be up in the air. You know, the Blues were playing really well Monday and tonight seemed to happen at the absolute exact worst times. Yeah, this. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, but. We'll see how bad it is, right? Yeah. We'll see how bad it is. Right now they said that they have uh, one, I guess, one player and they've isolated everybody else. And so we'll see what happens come game time. I hope that. Uh, Everybody can play. That would be a big. That would be a big help for That'd the Blues. I, I, I'd rather not have another game missed, especially when you're playing so well. Right. Do you, I mean, do you worry about the momentum kind of? I mean, not stopping, but slowing down with 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 this long of a break. Uh, it happens. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about oh, you get healthy. You know, you can get rid of the bumps and bruises and whatnot. But when you're on a three game winning streak like the Blues have been against two pretty good teams. You want to keep that going. When you're playing well, you want to play every other day, every right. other day. Keep this thing rolled in the right direction. So ideally, it's it's not the best case scenario for them to miss another game. Um, but yeah, I, I would prefer to keep playing as much as possible. I'm sure the guys would too. Uh, quick question. You um, mentioned momentum. Are you a believer in momentum? And uh, all and, and a little bit, and Donnie, I want you to answer this too. Are you a believer in uh 
you lost the game, but you sent a message. Like that whole thing of, oh, that was a good at bat, but he wound up striking out. Are, are you guys down with that whole, hey, we sent a message. Yeah, we lost five to four, but they know that we're a player and blah, blah, blah. And that uh, that uh, sets some groundwork for next time we play them, that sort of thing. I guess I would say yes, because I'm still waiting for the Blues to send a message to Mark Stone. Still. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I guess I, I, guess I am. You? What about you? Yeah, I definitely think you can play an incredible hockey game and lose. Uh, it, it it does happen. Sure. And in baseball, it happens all the time where the guy's smoking the ball over 100 miles an hour, but he doesn't get a hit because it's just unlucky for now, right? Yeah. But everything tells me he's going to hit the ball soon. So the Blues, in my opinion, were starting to play better. Let's take that one Vegas game and just throw it out the window. The ones before that were real tight. Yeah. And two of them against the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. We had Chief on, what, yesterday, and he talked about that. He just said, we were playing pretty good hockey. Not perfect, but pretty good hockey in that series. We deserve to win at least one of those games. So he says, I knew we were starting to come around uh, and would probably win a game soon. Now, to your other question about momentum, mm-hmm. I absolutely believe in it. 100%. Because it's a, it's a state of mind. People will be like, well, it's not a real thing. You can't quantify what momentum is. I'm like, I, okay, I get it, because momentum, if you throw a rock down the hill, yeah, there's momentum, there's gravity, there's speed, there's all sorts of things that happen. I get it. Scientifically, you got me. But psychologically, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's either you're looking at a hill and you have to climb it psychologically, or you get to run down the hill psychologically. And when you're playing well and the bounces are going your way and you're feeling good out there, that's a downhill run. And, and this is I a team that. that needed the downhill run, and that's why the, the, the timing was so bad. Yeah, so a question about the trade deadline, Jamie. Blues didn't make any moves. Nope. Nobody, I don't think any of us are surprised by that necessarily, yeah. but what do you what do you think about that? Well, a couple things is, um, one, the injury to Robert Thomas probably handcuffed them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hoffman scoring two goals and basically willing the team to at least get to overtime, that probably changed a few things too. Now, it didn't happen just overnight like that. I'm sure there were some resolution two or three or four days before that by the Blues of what they kind of would like to do. But those things combined and then the asking price for some of the guys around the league, it just wasn't worth it. And then the salary cap issues after that, a lot of teams were using a third team as a salary cap broker this year to where, hey, you trade for so-and-so, take on his salary, then trade him to us, but you retain 50% of the salary because you have cap space. Maybe the Blues didn't have a dance partner that was willing to be their broker, so to say. And the third thing is the expansion draft. And Doug, and, uh, Doug Armstrong touched on this in his, his presser the other day. You go and trade for a guy. Let's say he has a year left. Not, he's not expiring contract right now. He's got a year left. And you'd like this player. Now you got to decide, can I protect him? Because you only get, what, three defensemen and seven forwards. Now can I protect him? And if you can't, then you went and mortgaged whatever the heck it was for nothing. For nothing. Yeah, it's gone. Wow. So a lot goes into it, and I think that at the end of the day, the cost of doing business was probably higher than Army wanted to go. And looking at the team right now, he probably thought, you know what, we're headed in the right direction. We still have Colton Pareko is getting healthier every day. Robert Thomas can come back from injury hopefully sooner than later. That puts a pretty deep team in front of you out there. Right. So, uh, and not to go through everybody or anything, but Jamie, is there a team or two that you think really improved their chances uh, of making a deep run with with some of the moves that that they made? Yeah, look, I think Florida did a good job. They picked up some grit. They got Sam Bennett from the Calgary Flames. He's going to add to 
the depth of their forwards. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche did a good job. They got Devin Dubnik. Like he's not a 1A goalie anymore. Heck, he may not even be a 1B, but at least they have a goalie now where Philip Grubauer last year got hurt in the postseason and their season just ended because they didn't have enough goaltending mm-hmm. depth. So now they, they shored that up. They picked up a couple players on the back end, just depth guys, and they went and got uh, Carl Soderberg, who was a d- really good player for them, a really good player for the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. They went and got him back. So he knows the team. He's a big, strong winger. Again, more forward depth. That team got better at the deadline. And the Vegas Golden Knights, they addressed a few things. Uh, they got a little deeper up front as well. But, yeah, n- no real massive surprises. Not not for me, anyway. I'll tell you what, not now, but a handful of uh, years down the road, your buddy Steve Eiserman did a hell of a job Oh, in boy, Detroit. did he did ever he? destroy Ooh, everything. My goodness. He he picked up, I don't even know how many draft picks and young it's players. Like four draft picks next year or something like yeah. that? Yeah, and he also brokered a couple of deals where he was the team that took on salary cap. And so that's going to pay dividends, too, because he's going to end up with something in return for that. So he's getting picks and salary cap room, is what you're saying. Well, he took on salary. Oh, he's taking on the yeah, salary. Because the right, Red right, Wings, right. the organization, has the money to pay up to the cap. Sure. But it was a decision of Stevie's to play very middle of the pack and then help teams by taking on their salary cap, then trading the player away and retaining half or more of yeah. it. And then for draft picks, you know, can can you kind of he's talk? basically you know fleecing the league. That's what I, that, that's what they said on the NHL Network yesterday. They were like, he he is the winner. Yeah. you just don't know it right now. It'll be a couple, no. two, three years down the road. Maybe. About four years from now, five years from now, we'll be talking about Detroit Red Wings as a contender for the Stanley. All Cup. right, that's enough. That so, is enough. I know. I'm sorry. So with a guy like <laughs> like Stevie Y, who was an incredible player. I mean, an elite. Hall of Fame player. What is it about his makeup that also allows him to be, maybe not yet, but boy, he's putting together the credentials for one hell of a GM ride mm-hmm. to the Hall potentially as well. What is it about that? Because that's not easy. Not all guys can do it. And you even say it with star players. It's tough sometimes because they don't understand why everybody can't just do what they do. Yeah. So talk about that, man. Well, Stevie Y was always a very thought-out guy. And uh, he he looked at the team, and when he was in the locker room, he was part coach, part general manager. Like, not like as far as his job, what he had to do every day, just the way he thought Mm -hmm. about things. And so it was no surprise to me that when he retired and he went on to uh, be an assistant general manager with the Red Wings, and then he became general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, which, by the way, the team that he put together won the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. I mean, Patrice Brisbois did a great job adding one or two players, yeah. but the, the the core, not even the core, more than the core of that team was Steve Eiserman. And so he took that team to a Stanley Cup final, by the way. He took them to a President's Trophy. Then that team went and won a Stanley Cup. Stevie went back to Detroit now, and he's building up that franchise again to where that's really where his heart is, is yeah. Detroit. Yeah. And so he's just very smart. He's very um, calm. There's no emotion in what he does. And... I could just see him sitting there going, okay, how can I gain an advantage? Well, we have $30 million in cap space. Somebody needs that cap space. They don't have it on their own books, but we have it, so let's help them. And 
that's how he did it. Boy, I, I got to tell you, and Jeff, you're going to hate every bit of this. I think I'm becoming a fan, man. I, <laughs> I honestly, look, no, already a fan of Jamie's. <laughs> but dude, as far as a team in the East, man, I, and also too, Benjamin and I were in Detroit, and so we had a chance to go to the new building. And holy smokes, man, it's nice. a beautiful building, and the way that they did it, you know, very similar, I think, to Ballpark Village. But you know, within two blocks, you've got. Tiger Stadium, you've got where the Wings play, and then you've got where the Lions play, Ford Field. So yeah. it is all just right there. And it's just, I don't know, man. Those jerseys are badass. Yeah. The fact that Jamie's on our side now, I don't know. I just feel like it. <laughs> and he I feel always like this says, could... Jamie always says that he really super regrets his time in Detroit. Right, so that's right. Okay. He hated it. It was miserable. That. that is not There was true. no good I'm players sorry, that he played with there. Right. For any of our it's, listeners. You actually were... took it off your Wikipedia page, didn't you? <laughs> no, listen. That was one of the best places I've ever played oh, in my I, life. I, I can Next only to St. Louis, man, I tell you what, if it wasn't for St. Louis being what it is, I'd be in Detroit right now with my post-career. Really? Yeah. Um, I asked Kerber this, and we kind of uh, alluded to it earlier, but who do you think is the most important Blues player uh, moving forward because of what they have up against them? And let's take the goalie out of it. Ooh. Why you got to do that? Ooh, that's tricky. Trying, Why that's you what I was going to say. Because you know, I'm was trying so, to make you think that's that the was easy BS. answer. <laughs> That no, it's BS. not BS. It is, because I was about to say Jordan Bates. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, but hang on. Oh, why don't you take Ryan O'Reilly out, too? <laughs> well, Kerber's answer was Bennington, so I'm assuming that would be yours because you guys are hockey smart. Yeah. I get that. But uh, outside of him, who do you think? And I'll tell you mine, therefore you can bash me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clem Coston's yeah. not coming Clint back. Coston. Okay. But, well, that's a good but job, he Jamie. is available. Hateful, but nice job. I was going to say Clem Coston. <laughs> Were you? Because he's available. I know you. Uh, uh, no, but mine was, and this is going to be weird, I'm going to say Mike Hoffman, and that's what I said on the air today, and he disagreed with me, which is fine, uh, just because I think it's very important for him to keep doing what he's doing because he obviously got the message. Correct. Yeah. Well, look, one game doesn't make a season. No, either, of course. Right? Uh, so yeah, that, yes. I've learned that a lot. I had a two goal game too one time. Jeff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It hey, was man. it that game you were talking about with Jimmy? Or no, no. No. But look where look where it got me. Hey, probably healthy scratch two games later. Real quick okay. before you say that, I, mine is <laughs> mine is Colton Pareko. Because we have seen the complete difference in this team in the game since he has been back. Agreed. So that's mine. But Jamie's more important. Okay, if we're gonna pick one player, <laughs> that player has to be the goalie. Okay. Otherwise, we're going to bend the rules here. Since you screwed me over with that one, is we're going to go one player on D, one player up front. Okay. Because otherwise, like we don't have a, a Victor Hedman on this team anymore that controls the entire ice like he does. So Colton Pareko for sure. Donnie, I agree with you. And then Ryan O'Reilly, he's got to stay healthy, mm. and he is healthy. That was me knocking on wood. And because if if for some reason you don't have a Ryan O'Reilly. What now? Right. Think about that for a second. Think about that. The minutes he plays, the face-offs, the situations, the players that they throw on his line to get them going, all that. If you don't have that luxury, forget about it. Dude, I mean, the trickle-down effect. And that's the thing that we have seen throughout the year with all of the injuries that have caught up is 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 that trickle-down effect and how, like you said, that it affects the, the, the ability on the depth there or the, the you know, the ability, uh, it, shoot, Take two. The depth chart. When, where there is injuries, there is a bigger differential between the talent on the bottom half than the top half of the roster. Oh, oh, hang on, Jeff. I got you. Like a trickle-down effect? No, 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 Jeff. I've got it. I've got Donnie. Donnie. Yeah, man. It's called a gap. Yeah, thanks, man. There we go. 
All right. Like, it's yeah. not even the gerbil this time. I no. just hosed that one up, dude. Whoa, 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 like my whoa, brain, whoa. my brain. Whoa. Whoa. That's whoa. why he's not sitting. Hold up. Wait. Yeah, it's a hamster. Stop that. Why did what's with Freaking the gerbil? Stop that. Does thought, the hamster know about I the gerbil? It was, I thought it was a gerbil that we were talking. I do not like the direction in which that this conversation is. He did is jump going. up off the yeah. chair yeah. awfully quickly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My goodness. So Tom. what was the question? I really You really I, like pets. I gotta I gotta tell you guys. I gotta tell you guys. I love you so much until this part of the podcast, and then I really, I think I hate you guys. I do. I think it goes from love to hate all within 45 minutes. It's really unbelievable. I want to play cards with you because when you go that route right there, you look, you don't look at either one of us. You look outside. You know, you guys. Well, because I, I felt so dumb. I got lost in the middle of the thought, and I was like, oh, I've look, there's the that. AT&T thank, store. Thank and goodness I've never. Store. Did you remember what time we were supposed to do the show today? Well, you're one up to me, so Well, matter. I'll tell you what. If we do play cards with him and we all bring our snacks can you make sure you bring your own snacks for your hamster and your gerbil <laughs> i really man i don't i don't deserve this i love you your guys already eating. i really i all i try i i try to keep us together i just try to keep the the, the positive going on and all and i do, do is man. catch crap from you two all the time i don't Text i'll have to go back and listen but i don't i didn't hear it <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't hear the did trouble this My headphones haven't been yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little stuffy. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, gentlemen, as always, uh, it's been a, a pleasure. We have got a stack of emails here that we're going to have to get to at some point or the other. Send those emails over to us, lmbp at 1057thepoint.com. Hopefully, Blues are playing tonight. Uh, and uh, if you've got a friend that loves hockey and uh, and needs a podcast, Share us with them. You know what I'm saying? We do not take ourselves too seriously. We have a great time doing what we do and uh, and sharing our love of, uh, of this great sport with you guys. So uh, we done? We, we wrapping her up? I think we're wrapping her up, yeah. You got anything else over there? No, I'm good. I'm Mr. worried about the animals. It's the Last Minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, some guy named Jamie Rivers. As always, let's go Blues, and we'll see you next week. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.